you're listening to EDX Education. This podcast series discusses play, being creative and learning for children. Join Heather Welch sharing knowledge, information and support on play-based learning. We'll explore the benefits, value, different stages of play and so much more. Let's play, learn and create to develop lifelong learners and leaders together. Hello everyone, it's Heather Welch and I'm so excited to chat about my favourite topic again, in which is play, or as we like to say, play-based learning or learning through play. Over the past two years, we have chatted with so many experts on this topic, created amazing educational resources, experiences and toys at EDX Education. So far in Play, Learn and Create podcasts, we've talked about the value of play, social and emotional learning, and today we're going to share knowledge on different stages of play what they are, what it looks like, and how to encourage children to play and integrate this through the years. Children have so many different stages of play and types of play. If you have a chance, observe your little one. Look at them whilst they're playing and see what they're doing. Do they play together? Do they play next to each other? Do they focus on different goals with the same toys or work together? It's really interesting when you have the time to watch the different stages of play that children go through. When we think about it, children learn about the world and themselves through play. Babies start to play with their hands and explore through their senses using their mouth, touch, see, seeing your favourite caregiver, your mum, your dad, your key worker's face. They recognise their voice. Then children continue to develop this by learning to run, skip, jump. They learn so many key skills through play. You know, I love the, there's six stages of play, which One of my favourite sociologists did research on, which is Mildred Parton. And those six stages are unoccupied play, solitary play, onlooker play, parallel play, associative play and cooperative play. She made an interesting observation with the first four stages being solitary and the fifth and sixth bring children together. As children grow, they don't drop off the previous stages but they spend more time in the progressive ones. They start to play together more. They build all those key foundation skills, the social and emotional, the communication, and so much more. As we should all realise, it depends on a child's development rather than their age for where they are in the stages of play. Let's have a quick chat so we can understand the different stages of play that Mildred Partron put on. So first of all, there's unoccupied play, and this is in very young children from birth to three. It's in the first few months of their life. Typically, they they do random movements and play with their own bodies, so their arms and legs and feet, but they don't necessarily engage with others. They're just happy playing by themselves. Then you have onlooker play, and this is after unoccupied play. It's kind of the most common play for children ages two and a half to three and this is when a child watches and observes other children they learn but there's no direct interaction they look they see someone building and they may copy it later they may not do it straight away but they do learn from it and this is a really good sign it's a first sign that children show interest in social aspects of play by observing they may ask questions they may even make suggestions but generally they don't interact However, they don't directly play together. Then we have the next stage, which is solitary play, which I think is a really important play. That's when they play alone. 
It's the third stage of play behaviours. In solitary play, the child's usually observed in their own world, their own play. They show no interest if other children are nearby and they do not bother to approach them. I know that my youngest child for a very long time liked solitary play. He didn't like other people to break his focus and he found it really emotional, got really emotional if someone did. But during this stage, children can develop their personal skills, their motor skills, their tactile skills and their decision-making skills. It is an important stage of play. The next one we have is parallel play. And this is common for two-year-olds. In this stage, children, you know, they play independently but in parallel, like train tracks. The activity they choose or the toys they play with are similar to those around them, but they're not necessarily together. They don't mimic other children. What they do is they attempt to play in a different way but next door to each other. They play beside rather than with other children. So these are the first four stages where the children develop play and then five and six was when they start to play together. The next one, number five, is associative play. And this is when children progress to this play after the parallel play. Groups are loosely structured. Children start to participate in common or similar activities, but they have separate goals and focuses. They interact with each other. However, they're actually doing their own thing. Children, as they grow older, this becomes more common. This teaches children how to get along with others. It teaches cooperation, improves language skills, communication, cognitive development, decision-making. The next stage is cooperative play. And this is one of the last stages of play where children sometimes find it difficult to distinguish between associative and a cooperative. In cooperative play, a child or a group is organised by producing a product or achieving a common goal. And that's one of the main things. So in associative, they're loosely playing together, but they've all got their own goals. But cooperative, they're building a team. They're getting a common goal together. Maybe they're building the largest tower or they're making a new zoo. They're designing something together. They're, maybe they're getting doing messy play and they've got, they've got to get all the water from one funnel to the other, but they're doing it together and they're creating it. Children begin with cooperative play at you know, around about three, because younger children have difficulty expressing themselves verbally, they tend not to participate in this cooperative play unless they have those language skills and those verbal skills. You know, as children's caregivers, whether it's a teacher, a parent or a key worker, by understanding the importance of play has on our children's health and well-being, physical, emotional and social development, we can make our best effort to provide them with plenty of opportunities and experiences to play. At home or in the classroom, children always look to their caregivers for a role model. So it's important that we provide the supportive environment for children to play, take calculated risks in their play. You know, when we say calculated risk, it might be just pouring water from one to the other, allowing them from to jump from one small step to another, allowing them to balance. You can motivate children by following their lead of their interests. You know, sometimes as parents or caregivers, we put out these really complex activities and children don't necessarily need that. It can be much simpler than that. You know, if they're really interested in a book or blocks, colours, shape, garden or dinosaurs, princesses, it could be fish, you know, we can spark their natural curiosity and imagination by exploring and experimenting. Children will learn without realising if we follow their lead. You know, one of my children loves a particular book and it's Harry McClary from Donaldson Dairy. 
and we talk about dogs or we do a puppet show. We design new dogs with cubes and we talk about the story. We count how many dogs we add. But then we add that. So we've got the book and then we add the toys as well. We then colour in. We talk about emotions. Does Harry McClary want to go for the bath? I don't think so. How do you think the family felt when they came back home and there was a big mess in their house? You know, we make it really fun. We engage. Were they surprised? Were they happy? Were they sad? You know, one of the most important things that we need to realise, it's not complex play. We don't need to make a big complex Instagram perfect, you know, messy play or anything like that. We need to do something simple and engage in something that they love. And they may only like that book for six weeks and they might like something else. You know, we can draw, use Play-Doh. So by following the lead of the children in the stages of play that they're in, whether it's unoccupied, solitary, onlooker, parallel, associative, cooperative, we can naturally engage our children. And we have to remember play is natural for children. And as their key role models, we need to find the time for children to have play. We all have busy schedules and it's important to make that free time spontaneous. But even if they're finding it hard, sometimes it's good for us to just engage with them, build that bond, give them the choices and allow them the time. You know, I know my own children love messy play. However, not all children love to get their hands messy. So finding another way to have those tactile experiences might be using coloured pasta, might be using rice. You could look at all these different ways to actually engage your children, whether it's parallel play, you do two different activities next to each other. You know, I love talking about play. It's one of my favourite things. And I think it's important to recognise the importance of the different stages of play for children. As I said before, one of my children stayed in solitary play for a lot longer than others. And then quickly he's gone into associative and cooperative play, but it did take him a long time. Let's remember, let's play, learn and create happy, healthy children through all stages of play. Thank you for listening today and we look forward to sharing more information on play soon. So tune in or subscribe to the podcast to hear more. Thank you for listening. There are so many exciting developments happening right now in education. BDX Education would love to hear from you, so do get in touch or subscribe to our podcast, which is available on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, TuneIn, and so many more. This podcast series is brought to you by Heather Welch from EDX Education, as she'd like to say, let's create lifelong learners.